Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us on Melbourne Loop, the Melbourne podcast. Today I'm chatting to Dr. Miranda Sanders, Melbourne's health advisor in these really interesting COVID-19 times, uh, and Dr. Annika Jurgens, Melbourne's general manager of practice quality and safeguards. Um, welcome to both of you. Hello. Hello. Um, and I've got to point out we're social isolating. Um, and thanks to technology, this is being recorded in Clyde. I'm chatting to you from Frankston. I have no idea where you two are, but I know that you're both in suburbs far, far away. Um, uh, and I also want to put a time thing on this. It's Friday 17th of April because things can change so rapidly in our COVID-19 world. I thought I'd just give it a time frame in case something that's said today becomes irrelevant when someone's listening, just in case. Um, so let's uh, chat. And I just want to point out, it's great that we're social isolated, but Melba has over 70 group homes. We've got people we need to support 24-7, 365 days a year. We've got some fabulous staff supporting people one-on-one. So they can't social isolate. They're working with people. Um, so that, it's really about how do we support them. So let's go. Miranda, where are we at with COVID-19 at the moment? I guess if you look across the community, we are in such a fortunate position, especially when you compare to what the weeks has been horrendous nightly footage from Italy, from Spain, from the UK with poor old Boris, uh, and and certainly from New York and and the US. So the social distancing rules and the shutdown and lockdown stuff that got implemented really seems to have kicked in. So we've had a dramatic reduction in new cases getting reported. We certainly haven't besieged the hospital system. We have got sick people in there across Australia in ICU and on ventilators. But at the moment, the hospital system can cope and there seems to be less active disease infecting new people going around the community. So hats off to every single Australian and and certainly all of our wonderful Melbourne staff and their families for complying with these things because it's made such an enormous difference. And that's where we're going to hopefully kind of keep it in the weeks and months ahead. Because obviously, we're victims for our own success. Just in the last few days, there's been a lot of talk about, well, you know, we've done the right thing. When can we ease the lockdowns? When can we all start getting out of social isolation and and actually sort of get out into the public? And and that's the point at which we're going to have to be very careful uh, to avoid a second wave of infections. So... You know, we're doing really well and everything we've put in place so far has been good, but we're a long way from over this horrible, horrible pandemic. That's very cool. Um, So, Annika, what have we done? What's Melbourne done? What are the preparations? What are the things we put in place to support our staff, protect the people we care for? We've done a lot. um, And I'm sure from what staff can see from all the communications going out, um, as well as the, all the information that is up on the COVID hub on Melbourne, that um, we are well prepared. Not only do we have protocols in place to help us um, identify any early signs of COVID in any of the people we support, um, we also have protocols in place to respond in the event of someone being tested, being suspected, um, or if um, it occurs, someone being confirmed. We've done a lot in terms of sourcing supplies of PPE. Um, that's an ongoing ongoing process and an ongoing piece of work and there's lots of people dedicated to that. But we're making sure that we will have supplies of PPE when those are needed. 
staff today will we'll learn about the flu vaccination program that Tamalva is offering this year. Very um, different program to previous years, but watch out for the communications that are coming out um, from in, in terms of this space. And we're also looking at how we can support staff remotely. So, for example, the Practice Quality and Safeguards team is still um, running the Practice Support Line. That's 24-7 service available for staff to call about infection control measures um, and we're also going to be allocating mental coaches to each of the services so that staff will have a one person to contact um, if they've got any queries and to provide them support. So there's lots going on and there'll be a lot more rolled out um, in the near future. Fantastic. Um, both of you some advice. Like, So this is all terrific and people have got access to gear and stuff. Um, um, but we're all in lockdown. So what can people do every day to, I guess, pass the time? But what are some of the issues we face every day? I think one of the biggest things that we kind of have to get is that balance between being informed and knowing what the developments are and not being overwhelmed because all of the footage that we can see on the news and all the images that get um, turned around social media, you can absolutely get overloaded with them. So I think it's really important for people to negotiate with themselves and family and friends to say we're going to have this much new information and beyond that let's actually focus on the things that are worth celebrating uh, in our lives and some of it's about having an appreciation for how lucky we are currently but also we are going to get through this together and all the things that we've been denied now they'll come back eventually uh, and, and we'll do well because we are doing this all together and I think one of the wonderful things that we can reflect on is how community-minded people have become, as well as, um, you know, from a medical point of view, I'm really glad everyone's getting better at washing their hands and, and hygiene. So certainly, you know, not getting too gloomy, maintaining some optimism. But the other things too are really making sure that we're keeping good nutrition. Uh, there was a report coming through that lots of Australians are drinking far too much alcohol in the setting of lockdown. We know that they've not got access to what might have been their regular um, exercise routines. And also, too, the question about what food they're able to get and able to cook. So I think, really, some of it is about just taking care of ourselves and nurturing ourselves as, as bodies and as people in the midst of all that will certainly help uh, us get through what's going to be a very long winter. Yes, and um, I'm looking for advice. Um one of my bugbears, something I hate, is any idiot can get on Facebook and um, claim all sorts of stupid things. Um, um, and because neither of you fall into that category, Annika, what's some good advice? Just, you know, if you're going to give some people some good advice what to do, what would it be? I think that is to be very careful at what information you are looking at and the source of that information. It is important um, to look at trusted sources and to rely on trusted sources of information. And like Miranda just said, limiting exposure to negative news and any doomsday discussions on social media. Um, it's really important to keep things in perspective, um, asking questions such as what are the actual levels of risk and what are other facts that are important to remember in this situation. Going back to that trusted information, um, as I said earlier, the Melbourne Ed is a source of um, wealth of information um, and it is trusted information. So everything that we are referring to in our preparation um, relate to trusted sources of information and current research and advice from the department. So 
but my advice to people would be really to be looking at where they are getting that information from and ensuring it is trusted. Yeah, and that's well, my, someone's, someone's brother's auntie's uncle who once saw something somewhere. Yeah. Sorry, Miranda. I <laughs> no, no, it's exactly right. And it's a good reason to be really, really um, critical of, of what gets thrown at you on social media. One of the things that I've been reflecting on in recent days is uh, through the end of December and January, the ABC did such fantastic coverage of the bushfire crisis, which was horrific at the time. And it's just a few short months ago, and yet it seems like a, a, a different planet, um, given COVID-19 suddenly swamping us all. But in the same way, I think the ABC coverage of uh, the um, COVID-19 pandemic and all of the information that you can get uh, through their website and through their apps and through their podcasts is very good. I'm a big fan of Norman Swan. Uh, it's not just the accent, but that's quite good. Uh, and, I, and I like Norman Swan and the role that he's played in disseminating information and also challenging what we're doing. So I think, once again, the ABC is a fantastic source of uh, really reliable facts and excellent coverage in um, uh, challenging and critical times for all Australians. You just point out, like, we had the bushfires, uh, enormous change, then we've had COVID-19, enormous change. What do you reckon the next change is going to be? Halton might win a footy match. <laughs> Look, one of the good changes, you know, turning it all around is we're actually all going to get a whole lot better at, at our technology. Uh, and, and again, harking back to some of the stuff I've seen on the ABC, it, it's the distance between grandparents and, and their grandchildren. And so one of the things they've been doing is uh, getting nicely filmed video messages and then just playing a whole sort of montage of them. And even for those of us who are not grandparents, not yet a grandparent, uh, it is just delightful to see those positive, beautiful faces of young kids coming back at the screen and saying hello to the, all their grandparents who are either distant or in isolation. So uh, a lot of that's to counter the fact that grandparents tend not to be good with smartphones and technology, but really we're all getting better at Zoom and Skype and people are getting smartphones left, right and centre. And I think that's got to be a little bit of a silver lining. Uh, through all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Annika, what's some advice you put, both, both on looking after their mental health and having fun? Oh, Dave, it's really about, um, at this point in time, practising self-care um, to encourage that positive frame of mind. Um, you know, we're talking about um, a lot of social distancing is, is front and centre at the moment, but we've got to remember that we don't have to be socially distant, it's more about physically distant. So, you know, keeping connected, as Miranda said, through technology. Um, but there's also the good old-fashioned pen and paper, writing letters. Um, that's really, really important. And the other thing is to create a new normality within this abnormal world, create new routines, um, but also make sure that in that people um, make time for hobbies um, and activities that, that they enjoy doing. It's also really important uh, for people to maintain a healthy lifestyle, keep up with good sleep routines, exercise regularly. It's lovely to see when people out on the street walking with families, um, getting some fresh air, all of that's really, really important. And practicing meditation and mindfulness um, in all of these routines each day. It's also really important people for people to remember 
that this date temporary and there will be an end. Um, I feel for all the extroverts out there. I think the introverts probably um, are coping better than some people who are more extroverted. <laughs> um, but yes, remain socially connected and know that there will be an end. No, thank you. Look, um, can I thank you both? Um, some really nice advice there. just want to remind people if they're concerned uh, and they're linked to Melbourne, Melbourne, we've got a hotline number. It's one three hundred my Melba, which is one three hundred six nine six three five two. People can ring that uh, to get information from it. Uh, Miranda, Annika, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.